This is episode 13, Let Health Be Your Anchor. Welcome to the Sleek Geek Health Revolution podcast. My name is Eric Charles and I am here with Ilan Lohman to help you discover how you can build healthy habits and live a better life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get to it. going on sleek it is eric here and i'm here with yelan yelan how are you doing hey how's it eric i'm great it's fantastic to be here looking forward to recording this podcast it's actually one of my favorite topics ah. uh, today's uh topic is actually one of my favorite mantras Mantra, that i like okay. to that i like to say to myself that i like to tell people mm. in fact you know if you said to me what are like some of your key messages that you want to put out in the world what are the things you want people to really get what do you want to, them to understand? Obviously, we know one of the ones that I love is life is better when you're healthy. Mm-hmm. But one of my absolute favorites is to let health be your anchor. Mm, and now, what, does that, what does that mean to you? I think it's original. I've never seen it anywhere, but maybe maybe someone else said it before. But what, what that means to me is, you know, an anchor is something that keeps you, you know, it keeps something in place. Yes. It keeps you solid. It keeps, it's your foundation. Yes. And for me... I think that it's so important that health is an absolute foundation in your life. But when I talk about letting health be your anchor, I'm really focusing on the bad times. Mm. Like I think I'm not focusing on when things are going well for people. I'm saying like when I, when I deliver this message, what I'm really saying is when, when everything is going wrong in your life, you know, let's say a tragedy occurs, mm. you might have lost a loved one. You might have lost your job. You you may just have work stress. It doesn't even have to be on that, um, you know, on that critical level. Mm. Um, or you know, you go through a breakup. What typically happens in my observation, and this has been the story of my own life, pre pre sleep geek, and even sometimes still, is people then tend to they, they start to drop their, their, their good habits. They start mm. they start not going to the gym as much. They start eating less healthy. They start sleeping less. I, f- I definitely find that when life is going difficult, you can kind of see all the cracks, like almost like you, you see these cracks in people's behaviors and their habits, and you can yeah. see what hasn't quite been cemented in place. Now, I think it's normal for us to not perform as well as we want to when life is messy. Um, sure. But it becomes really clear where the weaknesses are. Yeah. And I think having something like health, keeping you anchored in, I like the visualization of a ship in a storm. It's anchored there, like, you know, there's a stormy sea. It could get blown onto the rocks. But because there's this anchor keeping them in place, they're safe. I they may, they may bob around a bit. They may drift back and forth side to side, but they're never going to go too far off course. The Absolutely. anchor may drag slightly, but they'll still stay anchored more or less in the same place. And that is what something like health, that, like the priority of health does. Sure. Is it's like your your guide your guiding star. You're not gonna veer too far off course. You're not gonna uh, get suckered into quick fixes or shortcuts or yeah. giving up. Even you know you're just gonna stay centered. And I, I find that that really helped for my own life as well. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, another another way to look at it is there's a difference between, you know, we've, we've spoken about this in, par- in past podcasts about managing stress. Yeah. That most people's only tool to manage stress, you know, and, and if this is a problem in your life, you should go and find one of those podcasts of ours. If, you know, if your only tool to manage stress is with food, mm. then if you are in a highly stressed situation, something bad happened to you, stands to reason you're going to gravitate towards eating badly. Absolutely. Okay. So where, what I think what people should really do is focus more on coping. How can I cope best with this bad situation? In a healthy way. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and, and for me, coping is always healthy. Mm. Because to me, coping, coping with things that are unhealthy are very short-term, short-lived, instant gratification things. Yeah. They're not coping tools. They're just in the moment, a little bit of relief. Mm. But for me, to actually cope with something... You have to try and be at your best. Mm. You have to be optimal. Now, this is with anything in life. If you want to be an optimal human being, if you want to be the best version of yourself, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to have lots of energy, it stands to reason we all know, tick, 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 you've got to have a healthy nutrition, you've got to sleep well, Mm. you've got to exercise, and you've got to manage your stress. Yeah. And it's easier for people to understand that when that's when they are going towards something, going towards a goal. Okay. But when, as you say, when that storm, the, the you know, the, the visual image that you pictured, when the storm is going and the ship is bobbing up and down, that is a very hard time to recognize. Yes. That's the best thing that you can probably do is throw it on the anchor. And that anchor has to be health. And I, I find that the reason why I, I, I like repeating this to myself as well is it becomes a habit. It becomes like a habitual thought. It's almost like this lens through which I see the world and I use to help me make decisions. Yes. You know, if I'm in a new situation, I don't know what to do. I always think, okay, what is the healthier option? What would healthy Eric do versus what would unhealthy Eric do? What would, you know, current Eric do versus what would old Eric do? It's almost like this lens through which I make decisions. And that's become a habit, no matter whether life is going well or not. I use it as a sort of guidance. So if I'm not sure what to do, what is a healthy option? Or if I'm struggling here, how can I, how can I deal with this in a healthier manner? Yeah. There's, there's always a way you can tweak it. Even if it's, you know, it doesn't have to be like a, a dramatic shift in how you handle things. It can simply be, how can I handle this 1% better? 1% healthier. How can I handle my stress 1% health, more healthily? How can I manage my workload or my family life or my emotions uh, slightly better with, with that, that anchor of health. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for me, another really important uh, thing to consider or topic around this is the idea of control. So basically, you know, when you feel like your life is out of control, it's more stressful. Yeah. So if you're in a high stress situation, like you've just lost your job, your back's up against the wall, uh, family members passed away, you're grieving, you, you tend to lose a sense of control. Mm. And typically people who are pursuing a healthy journey and who want to live a healthier lifestyle, particularly with the clients that I work with with my coaching, they always say to me, you know, when they go off the rails, when they start eating badly, when they don't stop going to the gym or whatever, it's, it's like they've lost control yes. of their life. Yeah. You know, so I think keeping your systems and your structures, you know, you and I love processes. We like structure. We like to know, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. Mm. Healthy. Like keeping those things in place 
is going to help you with a sense of stability. I like that. Wow. Because what you want to do is you want to give yourself the best foundation to cope yeah. with what's happening. And the more, it's, it's simple, guys. If you think about it on a continuum, on a line, the more unhealthy things you do are going to actually help you cope less. Makes life harder. You know, we're, like we, we said, life is better when you're healthy. And that's just not, that's not only when, when times are going well. It's the fact that, you know, everything and anything in life is better when you're healthy. Even the, the, the absolute worst of times that you might be going through, they will be better if you are healthy than if you are sick or if you are just average. Yeah. Um, so it, it really is worth trying to aim for that, that foundation of health. And I think what, what helps there is to have a strong why. Like, why do why is this important to you? Why is health important? Because it can't just be something that, oh, yeah, my doctor said I must get healthy. Yeah. Or these guys, Eric and Ilan, said that, like, you know, health is important, so therefore I must be healthy. That's, that's not going to be enough. You need to actually understand how does that health make your life better? Why, why would you want to be healthy? And if you haven't done the five wise exercise yet, that's a great thing to start with, where you first of all, you talk, okay, Let's say you want to change something. Maybe, maybe you just want to lose weight. Why do you want to lose weight? Uh, okay, because you want to have a, be lighter on the scale. Okay, why, why do you want to be lighter on the scale? Uh, because then you might look better. Why do you want to look better? Uh, because then you might feel more confident and more attractive. Why do, why do you want to feel like that? Or then maybe you'll live, you have a, you'll live a bigger and bolder life. You'll be more confident. You'll uh, do more things. Why is that important to you? Because then you'll, you'll feel more fulfilled. You'll feel more satisfied. You'll feel more loved or whatever it is. Absolutely. And that is what health represents. That, that fifth why, whatever you land on, like that is why uh, you must let health be your anchor because health will guide you towards that. It's not just about losing weight. It's not just about having a six pack or looking great on the beach or whatever. It, it's about that, that deep internal meaningful why behind why you're on this journey. Uh, and when, when, you can, when you can figure out what it is, then it's much easier to let health be your anchor and see why it can benefit you even in tough times. Because if your goal is to only lose five kilograms, when life gets crazy, when, when you lose a loved one, lose your job, whatever, th that's a very low priority, losing five kilograms compared to the, dealing with that stress. But if your why is so you can live a more fulfilled and happy and satisfied life or be a better parent or something like that, then that is going to persevere and prevail throughout um, those tough times. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I think the other way that I picture this is, um, you know, if you think about like a stack of problems. Yes. You know, like let's say you suddenly now have this big life problem, okay, um, that's happened. And what you're doing is, if you go towards the side of the spectrum where you start giving up on your healthy habits, mm. all you're doing is you're actually stacking more problems yes. on top of your problems. Like you're digging a deeper hole for yourself. Exactly. Almost. You're really just, you, you, are, you are making it harder for yourself to deal with the situation. Mm. Like, you know, analogies for me, I mean, you know, if I talk about my personal experiences in life, when my father passed away, that was probably the hardest thing that I've ever had to deal with. Mm. And I was really proud of myself that when that happened, even though I cried and cried and cried, and even though I was like not functional for a long time, I told my girlfriend at the time, 
you know what, I'm not going to eat my emotions. Mm. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to carry on exercising. And ultimately, when I reflected on it, like I thought, what would my dad want for me? Mm. My dad would actually, he, you know, if he was looking down at me from heaven, he would actually be thinking, I want you to have a healthy life. I don't want you to follow the same path or route that I did in my life. You know, so ultimately, the person wouldn't want you to be destructive. Okay, so that's, you know, that's that analogy. Another analogy that I have in my own personal life, and we'll go to like, see if the community have any examples. Um, but another analogy that I have is, you know, we've all been through a bad breakup. Mm. Um, well, most people in their lives have been through a bad breakup. A lot of people know what that feels like. And ultimately, when those kind of things happen, the last time that happened to me too, I also swore that I was going to double down. There's a term we haven't used in this podcast yet, but I almost feel like when we say let health be your anchor in bad times, you need to double down on your health mm. because it dug me out of the hole. And this wasn't about getting a revenge body or anything like that. But after I was dealing with the rejection of the breakup, because she literally came to me and said, you know, I don't feel the same way about you. Mm. This is someone who I was really in love with. Mm. And, you know, that was, that was soul destroying for me. But I managed to dig myself out of the hole and just gain some confidence by sticking with healthy habits. You know, had I gone the other route, had I stopped exercising, had I started just, you know, eating badly again, I would have actually just felt worse and worse and worse about myself. Mm. So, you know, those are two of my life experiences. Luckily, I've never, you know, I've never been uh, lost my job or anything like that. But yeah. I could imagine, you know, if I pictured someone right now who had lost their job and really needed to sort their life out and it was quite a bad situation, mm. you would think that in order for them to get that next job, in order for them to have the confidence to pursue that, in order for them to have the mental headspace, yeah. that they would need to eat nutritiously, to exercise, to sleep. And you know what, like Eric said, you know, it's not like it's just a textbook, like everyone in the community who's experienced this, we've experienced this ourselves. Yeah. It is just a real truth. You know, good foods make you feel good. Bad foods, I wouldn't say they make you feel bad on the level of guilt or anything like that because we don't believe in the morality of food. Mm. But when you eat poorly, you typically feel It's not setting up for well. success, that's for sure. Yeah, when you don't sleep. Yeah. You, 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 worry, you, you literally can't function at as optimal level. And I like how you have positioned this almost like health being a choice. You know, there's a saying in life that, that the problem is not the problem. It's how you respond to the problem that is the problem. You know, bad things happen all the time and people respond differently to them. Some people respond with anger. Some people respond with compassion. Some people, you know, you can see clear examples of that when someone gets cancer, for example. Yeah. Some people get cancer and it's the end of the world. Some people get cancer and they use it to fuel them going forward. And they go on to become motivational speakers or they run charities and they make a good situation out of it. Another good example is you ask some people, um, let's say they had an alcoholic, they grew up in a, in a household full of alcoholics. Yes. And you ask one person, how come you aren't an alcoholic? Yes. And they'll say, well, how come you don't drink? And they'll say, because my parents are alcoholics. I never want to be like that. Absolutely. You ask someone else who had the exact same situation, how come you are an alcoholic? Because my parents are alcoholics. Yes. Same situation, but those people come away with completely different points of view. The one person 
is determined not to drink because he does not, him or her does not want to become like their parents. Yes. And the other person will use that as the reason and justification for them becoming an alcoholic themselves. Absolutely. It's simply a choice. And it's, it's not always that easy, like that, that's a very simplified version of it. Sure. But it still comes down to choice. And having the mantra, let health be your anchor, just gives you that constant reminder that whenever something happens, you have a choice and you can choose the healthier route if it's important to you, if you keep it top of mind and if you know your, your deep why. Absolutely. And, and I think the reason why I said double down is because, you know, it's like shoot for the, shoot for the stars and land on the moon. Mm. Like I almost feel, I'm not saying that, you know, you, you know, if you were training for an hour a day before this, this, this um, event happened, mm. I'm not saying go train for two hours a day. No. Yeah. What I'm saying is because you are probably going to be in a bad headspace, you're going to have to dig deeper just to maintain your healthy habits. Like to redouble your commitment to it. Exactly, exactly. So I don't mean suddenly eat three times as many vegetables. Yeah. I'm saying just keep eating the vegetables. I mean, I know there's times where, like, where I, my life gets really busy and, really and I get really stressed. And there's always this voice saying, yeah, just, just skip your workout or just sleep in tomorrow. It'll, you, you'll feel better. But then I always tell myself, there's always this counter voice that immediately pipes up. It's like, you know what, that may be true, but I also know that doing a workout will help relieve my stress. Yeah. I know I need to like craft this time just for me. I need to make sure I'm staying in control and, and sticking to my values. So therefore, even if skipping my workout will make my life easier, it's not going to make my life better. Sure. And I think, you know, we, we're all human. Mm. So like, I mean... If I, if I go back to the story about when my father passed away, I gave myself a weekend. I gave myself, I said, you know what? Like, at that time, I remember my, my, my girlfriend's time. She thought that she was helping me. She baked, like, a thing of brownies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had some brownies. And, like, basically, I gave myself a moment nice. to, to get over it. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, literally, I said, you know what? I'm giving myself a day. I'm giving myself two days. And then that's it. That's another strategy. You know, we are human beings. Mm. Um, I think the key thing is to not let it devolve because I've worked with a lot of clients in the past or I've read accounts in the community where people will say, you know, my father or my mother passed away and it led to like months or years of um, mm. basically eating out of, out of um, grief. Mm. Or does something yeah. happen, some event happened, it set them off course exactly. and they stayed off course for too long. Just kidding. They didn't have an anchor that would stop the amount of drift that they have in their lives away from their habits. Absolutely. I mean, and also, you know, we, we, I posted while we were making this podcast, I quickly posted on the, on the Facebook group asking if anyone had any experiences. So, you know, because I've only posted it just now, we might not get that many responses to talk about in today's podcast, but I see um, Annika De Silva has made a comment and let's just quickly look at that. She said... I had a horrible week full of stress and shock. Mom and, my mom and sister were in a car accident. Shame, Annika. And the next day, um, they stole a co-worker's car at work. But I still did my workouts at night and I tried to eat as healthy as I could. Except one, one night of the accident, we got Debonair's pizza. And then she's got one of those monkey faces where it's closing the eyes. Um, and it says, between the stress and the little sleep, I must say my workouts still made me feel great afterwards. Nice. Well done, Annika. I mean, you had a really stressful time. Um, thank goodness your mom and your sister are okay. Um, you know, that's, that's the, the blessing from that car accident. And it looks like you did whatever you could. 
to maintain your healthy habits. And not, you know, not many people, you know, yeah, sure. I think having the pizza, that's a misstep that's normal. But, yeah. you know, the fact that uh, she kept going and working out, like, I think that's really commendable. For sure. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the pizza might be perfectly normal on a regular night. So maybe it's part of the routine anyways. Um, but the fact that she recommitted to her workouts and knowing that it, and recognize it made her feel great. You know, it's a great lesson to learn that even if you don't feel like it, it's important to, as you say, double down on your health, do the things that make you feel great. Uh, because if, if life is not going great, then you need to find ways to create that greatness for yourself. Yeah, I think, you know, it's also quite an individual thing, Eric. Mm. Like in a sense that, um, you know, for me personally, I find going to the gym and doing some weights to be a stress relief. Yes. You know, some people find the endorphins that they get from going for a run mm. to be a stress relief. Some people actually feel better after doing yoga or meditation. Yeah. You know, so some people feel better after just, you know, going and sitting in the corner and reading a book. So I think, you know, when it comes down to, you know, what are healthy practices mm. um, to help you manage your stress better, to help you manage your life better, to stay healthy. I think, you know, that's an individual thing. Mm. So that's also something that's important. I also, I also find that, that, that the commitment to health is almost like a commitment to... I want to say, not ethics, but your values, sure. um, the, the way you do things, you know, you might set a goal of you wanting to lose weight Yes. and you can choose to try and lose weight in a healthy way yeah. or in a way that you suspect is maybe not as healthy. Yeah. And we, we all know different strategies of that, that may like crash dieting or starvations or over exercising that may cause weight loss in the short term, but deep down, you know, you can't sustain it, you know your body and your mind is suffering as a result and it's not a healthy way to do it. Yes. Um, the same with anything in life, you know, there's always a healthy way, so-called healthy way and there's, there's a so-called not so healthy or not so clever kind of way to do it. Yeah. So I think despite, you know, other than letting health like keep you rock solid in times of, of difficulty, you can also use it to keep you, uh, on track with, with the the way that you want to achieve uh, health and fitness. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and I think the other thing that I, I want to mention here is that it is, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily conditional. Mm. So that's why we always talk about helping people build a healthy lifestyle with healthy habits. Yes, because habits are things you do day in and day out exactly. regardless. So for example, if you think about like here's an analogy that just popped into my head. I don't know if it's going to be a good one or not. But for example, let's say you've got a job and you go to work every day. Mm. Now, you go to work every day regardless of the weather, yeah. irrespective of the weather. You know, you know, if it's sunny, if it's snowing, you still you go to work and you do your work. Mm. So I think, you know, the thing about building healthy habits and a healthy lifestyle is that your healthy habits should not be conditional on what's going on in your life necessarily. It shouldn't be relied on motivation kind of thing. You know, you shouldn't do healthy habits when you feel motivated. It's a commitment that you make irrespective yeah. of whether life's going bad or well. Yes. It's something that you do. And I think that's when we, you know, we love talking about making health part of your identity. Yes. You know, because quick fixes and diets and things are fine, but the people who generally really succeed on this journey are people who shift their identity. I'm the kind of person who 
you know. So, for example, if you say I'm the kind of person who exercises regularly, yeah, then you're the kind of person who exercises regularly even in the good times. Yes, you're the kind of person who exercises regularly even in the bad times. I like that, and that's the key. You know how often people will say well, they will start like a new diet and they'll immediately say these things like it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle change. It's a way to kind of convince themselves that this is it. Yeah, but. It's like it's fine to it's everyone can exercise and eat well when life is going well, but it's actually in the bad times that show you have you actually changed your lifestyle, have you actually changed your identity or not? Sure. And this, you know, as you said, it doesn't mean you have to be perfect. The 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 beauty of having healthy habits, that habits are scalable. You know, you can have a habit of eating protein, and ideally, you maybe want to try and eat some protein every meal. But maybe you know when life is going badly, like okay, maybe just eat protein with one meal a day sure or you know just a little protein each meal you can always scale that habit up or down depending on how life is going and that is a great way to stay on track with letting health be your anchor absolutely i mean for example like right now i i'm going through a particular personal life issue which has reduced my time and my personal time in the day to do my work Mm. so the trade-off that i have had to make in the short term is I've been missing some of my workouts because I needed some extra time to complete my work. Yeah. So what I've done to um, help me cope with that is I've made sure that I've doubled down on my nutrition mm. and I'm still keeping my weight maintained and even losing weight. Um, I plan to get back to the gym as soon as possible because I know it's what I need to do. But there are going to be temporary situations. I mean, there's always going to be a time where people get given really unreasonable deadlines yeah. um, at work. Yeah. And they're going to have to pull extra hours. And, you know, it's all fine and well to sit here on the top of the tower and say, you better still get to the gym. Yeah. But the main thing is you don't have to then order takeaways three times a day. Yeah. Um, to cope with... You don't have to let deadline. everything go. Exactly. As long as you find a way to get back to... And, and that's that all or nothing thing that we say is like, do the best you can with what you have. Yeah. Sometimes you will be time constrained. I mean... We've got lots of parents in the community who've got kids. Mm. There are going to be weeks. Maybe you've got a kid who's really sick. Yeah. Maybe you've got to spend most of that week taking the, your, you know, your child to the doctors. Or maybe your child ends up being hospitalized. You know, and there isn't going to be an opportunity for you to go to the gym. Yeah. But all we're saying is during that time, still try and make healthy nutritional choices. I think COVID, COVID's been a good example of that. GCR. Especially for parents and for everyone in general. You know, there's... Uh, our regular routine of health and fitness has gone out the window, whether you used to exercise at the gym or they used to exercise at like a CrossFit or like in a social community. There's been all these speed bumps and, and roadblocks in the way that have appeared up. True. And you can see some people have leaned into it by uh, finding ways to adapt and work out at home, even if it's not optimal. Sure. And there's some people who, who've just completely given up until they can go back to normal. Um, you know, speaking of which, Pamela actually just commented. Yes, we've got another comment. So Pamela says, uh, when COVID hit, I was a, a permanent job loss casualty. Fortunately, that part, that part has been resolved. Great. But during the period, I worked out most days during the hard lockdown when the four walls, walls were closing on us. We could go out. Uh, sorry, when we could go out, I went running even in the middle of winter. Staying active helped my weight stay tacked, stay intact. Uh, I didn't gain the COVID bulge. And now I'm taking part in my second Sleeky Challenge and I'm building on that. It's been incredible. Well done. Well that's done. Fantastic. Pamela. That's that's yeah. I love that. I I love that. And and you know what? Like I'm so glad that your situation is being resolved. Um, I can't imagine what it, what it must feel like to have lost 
um, your income in that in that process. And you know, big kudos to you for recognizing how important it was to stay healthy, because yeah. you know I think that's probably what would prevent a person from going into that downward spiral. You know, and, and I, I love this, you know, your snowball analogy. Mm. Like, I think everyone always thinks that, you know, when we talk about things snowballing, yeah. you know, we always tend to think of that in a negative light. Yes. Like when someone says it's snowball, we always think it snowballs out of control. Mm. But I always love the fact that you, you know, you once mentioned in one of the, the talks that we did at a Sneaky Dinner that, you know, things can also go gather momentum and snowball up in an upward direction. Absolutely. Sometimes it takes one positive, healthy action amongst all the bad to get you to get momentum going again and get you moving in the right direction again. Exactly. And I mean, especially, I think, you know, it's, it's very easy to go into depression. Mm. You know, I'm someone who's in, in my life, I've struggled with mental health. Yeah. Um, in, in, in not, 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 not in general, but like I have had episodes. Mm. So I understand what that can feel like. And I think when people are starting to get into the mode of, you know, they have no more control, everything is broken. Um, it's very empowering for them to start doing small things mm. like getting some exercise, start doing small things like eating a little bit better. It gives so, you a bit of sense of purpose. And you can see Jenna just commented now as well. Oh, yes. Uh, what did Jenna say? Jenna said, workouts keep me more focused than I find. I fight those feelings during it. Um, I, I can eat everything out. Oh, oh, oh. Um, uh, I Workouts think. keep me more focused and I find I fight out those feelings during... Okay, she probably means she gets rid of like the, the stress during... Yes, She's yes, fighting yes, out yes, those yes, feelings. Yes. Um, I can either eat everything or eat nothing. So writing down my meals for a period after situation really helps. Okay, so like journaling, writing, recording her meals. And she's using like the, the workouts to help keep her focus, help deal with the, the stress of things. Um, and if she knows that sometimes if she gets stressed, she might eat everything or eat nothing. So actually writing down her meals uh, can help her be more accountable. I think that's what she's trying to say. That's uh, a really great tool because, you know, for me, that's about awareness. And it's good, as you say, it's, it's, a, it's amazing that she knows that, she recognizes that. Yes. And those are one of the tools that's in the toolbox. Yeah. You know, like in our coaching system, that's what we're trying to do. What we're trying to do with healthy habits is we're trying to show people that there are various tools that you can have in your toolbox. And one of them is... Uh, self-awareness mm. you know we call it notice and name it's like understanding what's going on for you yeah and and really being aware it's mindfulness at the end of the day mm. and so uh, well done to jenna and here's actually a question from mick oh so okay. let's see if we can tackle it he says our moderators it's all good to say let health be your anchor but when you depress or sad or down in the dumps and don't have the motivation to move how do you practically do this what are the tools that people can use to make health their anchor that's a really good question because it's, it, you know, it's all fine and well for us to sit here and tell you what to do. Sure. But it isn't always uh, as easy. Um, I, I'd say from my side, the first thing is honestly uh, take some kind of action. Like the, the longer that you don't do anything, the harder and harder it becomes. Sure. And you don't have to feel motivated in order to take action. I know when, you, when you're depressed and you're struggling emotionally, it can be difficult, but you can still go for a five or 10 minute walk. Sure. And that may simply be enough to get you moving again in the right direction. You can challenge yourself just to make one good meal or even just not buy unhealthy food when you next go to the shop. So those are very, very small actions you can take to get moving forwards again. But on a bigger scale, 
you need to figure out what your why is. Why, why is health important for you? Why should you care about, uh, wh why should you be motivated to change? Yeah. Like you, you need to actually find that motivation that comes from uh, knowing your why. Why is it important that you actually continue to take healthy action? For many people, this is uh, very often for their kids, for their partners, for the family. They, they don't want to uh, be unhealthy because they want to be around to care for them and, and see their grandchildren grow up and, and be a good example. Yep. Ilan, do you have any other tools that you might recommend? Yeah, well, look, I mean, I actually, I want to just affirm like your strategy around saying, you know, like when you're in a deep, dark space, um, it's hard to move forward. Mm. So I agree with doing something really small and doable. You know, when we teach people how to create habits, yeah. you know, we always try and break things down into something that is the smallest doable thing that you can do. Yeah. Why? Because we feel a sense of achievement. So, for example, if you are in that deep, dark space, it's no good saying, oh, on Monday I'm going to run 10Ks. Yeah. And then, you know, you don't do that and you feel bad about yourself. It's even worse, yeah. If you just said, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to walk, uh, you know, down to the corner shop and get a cup of coffee. Mm. You know, like, and you just expand on that and you build on that. So that's, that's the one thing. The other thing is, obviously, when you're lacking motivation, we know that, like, one of the best things to do is to just schedule things and try and commit to them, yeah. regardless of whether you feel motivated or not. Now, obviously, this depends on the severity of someone's condition. Yeah. Being deeply depressed and just unmotivated mm. are, you know, on a scale, different, different things. Different yeah. things. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're deeply depressed, you might need, you know, not much, you should go and get help from a professional. I think that's a good qualifier. Like if, if you truly believe that your depression or your emotion is stopping you from taking action, that means that you, you must go get help or yes. you really should go get help. If you do not, if you feel that's extreme, like if you do not, if you do not feel that you need to go and see a psychologist or psychiatrist or a doctor, then it probably means your depression or your, your, your struggles aren't as bad and you may be using them as not an excuse, but just as a, as a kind of a get out of jail free card that like lets you yeah. get out of the workout. So I think it's a good way to help yourself figure out if it's so bad that you can't do something, then your next step probably should be to go seek help. Absolutely. If you don't feel you should, if you don't feel like it's serious enough to seek help, then you probably just lack motivation and you just need to start taking action. Absolutely. And, and so, so, you know, we've also, you know, said in the past that sometimes, you don't need the motivation to do the action, but once you start doing it, then it you motivates feel motivated. You. Absolutely. So maybe when you start going very real. Um, but you know, I think it's not the topic of today's podcast, but I do want to cover it in the future is I think that much, you know, unfortunately mental health issues have been stigmatized a lot mm. and minimized. And, you know, even now with COVID, we've seen that a lot more people are suffering from stress, anxiety, depression, yeah. And, you know, these are real things. These are real conditions, mm. um, you know. And I think, unfortunately, we live in a society where typically um, people tend to see these kind of things as weaknesses. Yeah. And for that reason, people don't talk about it. Mm. They don't want to share about it because they don't want to be seen to be weak. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it makes, especially guys, I think. So all yeah. I'm saying is if you're listening to this podcast and you're feeling like you're in a deep, dark hole and, and you're feeling hopeless and you feel like everything is pointless then I would really, really strongly recommend that you, you go ahead and you get some help. I recently had an anxiety attack, ended up in the hospital in the ER thinking I was having a heart attack. At the moment, I'm seeing a psychologist. I'm on some medication to assist me. There's nothing wrong in it. 
Um, you know, there's, there's, it's like, it's just any other kind of illness that's being treated. Mm. There's no shame in it. So, you know, that's not today's podcast uh, topic, but I just want to put that out there if anyone's listening, because I know that right now it's a major issue in the world. And often you, you have to take both angles, right? I mean, I've watched you, you've, you've gone to get help and I think you, you really didn't need um, the professional medical help. But on top of that, you have been designing your day constantly to add in ways to manage your anxiety. Absolutely. You know, you've, you've bought this, you've done that, you've scheduled this, you do this, you do that, you talk to this person. Like every single day, day in and out, you are now designing your day as much as you can to help you manage your anxiety. And I think that's what people miss. A, a very interesting observation for me has been that during this pandemic, people who don't normally struggle with anxiety and stress are suddenly struggling with it because it's just been so much pressure from this, this pandemic. Sure. And these, these people aren't necessarily used to dealing with that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm quite an anxious person in general. So I've grown up my whole life developing tools and strategies and methodologies and mindsets to help me deal with it. Yeah. So I've actually almost come off a lot better than many other people during this pandemic, even though I am so-called a more anxious person and I suffer yeah. from more anxious, uh, social anxiety or, or just anxiety in general. So, but it's because I have the tools. And you've been well-trained, you've trained yourself. Exactly. So people who aren't normally, who don't normally suffer from that and now they suddenly are, yeah. this may feel like a very strange foreign situation, like almost like, who are you? Yeah. You don't even know yourself anymore. Like you can't recognize yourself because this isn't, this isn't like you. And you just got to come to realize that you just need to collect the right tools, the right strategies and, the, and create the right systems that help you deal with that. Well, um, that was my experience. I mean, this is the first time I've ever had this condition. Mm. I mean, I've never had an anxiety. I didn't even know, I didn't know what it was. I hadn't experienced it. Yeah, you couldn't it. even I, recognize it. I couldn't even recognize it, but like to, to, to yeah. So, I mean, literally at age 44, mm. I had my first ever panic attack and yeah. I thought that I was going to die. Mm. And, you know, just from a compounding of so much stress over months and fearing COVID and personal mm. issues and, you know, and, you know, symptomizing things that I thought were happening to me. So, yeah, I mean, as, as you say, it's about slowly. I think that's also like about, you know, being in maintenance, not only doing things when there's a crisis. Mm. So, for example, you know, don't only meditate when, you, when you've hit the brick wall. Mm. You know, rather do things like you've said. You've got these practices in place that you do. Yeah. They almost prevent you from, they almost prevent you from getting into that crisis zone. Yeah, you know, speak, speaking of practice, you can, almost, you can almost see it as like, let's say you're practicing a sport, right? And you go to practice several times a week yeah. to improve your stamina or your skills or your teamwork, whatever. And you're practicing for the match, the yes. big game. Yes. You know, your day-to-day -day life when life is going well, that is your practice. Yes. Like, in fact, in the, in the Sticky Coaching Program, we call our habits practices because we want people to show up every single day and practice their habits so that when life gets tough when life gets difficult when that game day arrives yeah it's normal you yeah. can then just go out and do your thing this is not you don't have to suddenly face this this thing unprepared sure. so even when life is going well make sure you take an opportunity to double down your health and to keep practicing so that when life gets messy you can perform well and you sure. can use what you've learned like like with any like you know i mean particularly like when it comes to things like the military i mean the reason why people are trained so highly so that when they are in those stressful situations, they instinctually know what to do. 
I mean, there's, there's a saying like you don't rise to the level of your expectations, you fall to the level of your training, I think. Yeah, Something exactly. like that. And so it's a good example of how we may think we're going to perform really well when in, in bad situations, yeah. but in reality, you'll perform exactly how you know, you've been trained to perform in that situation. You haven't been trained to perform in that situation. Yeah. Then you're just going to default to probably because quite we love bad healthy habits. You know, we'll say that like you'll, you'll fall to the level of your habits. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for me, no matter how bad my life is going, my meals always contain protein. Yes. It's just, it's just normal. Like a meal to me isn't a meal without protein. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think one other point that I want to introduce here um, before we come to an end is you'll probably hear about this in future podcasts, it is part of our sleeky belief system, is the idea that you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm. And the reason why I think it's relatable to this, to this idea of letting health be your anchor mm. is that generally when you're going through a tough situation, in a lot of those times, there's other people who are going through that situation with you or people who might be relying on you. Yes. So let's say there's been a death in the family or you've lost your job. Like, there's a lot of other people in your, in your circle of influence who are needing you to be at your best. Mm. Now, you know, within reason, you can't be at your absolute best when you're grieving, mm. but they need you to be as much as you can at your best. Yeah. And the way to be at your best is through self-care, mm. you know, and through making sure that you're doing the things that you need to do to be at your best. Oh, you've like, got to be healthy. Like, let's say, for example, your, your partner's, you know, uh, having terrible health problems and you at the moment are playing the role of being a caregiver mm. to that person, your partner needs you to be the best that you can be so that you can cope with that situation. Yes. You know, if you start to crumble and fall apart, it's not going to help either party. Mm. And it's going to make the situation far worse. Yeah, so you so, have to let health be anchor there, no matter how hard it is. Exactly. And I actually, funny enough, you know, I've got the word inspire and tat mm. tattooed on my arm because... My life's mission is to inspire people to live a healthier lifestyle, as a reminder. Mm. But I definitely am planning my next tattoo at the moment, and there's definitely going to be an anchor in there somewhere. Nice. It's going to be hard to design because I don't want to be cheesy. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's not like Popeye. Yeah. But, you know, like, I mean, I definitely, for me, the anchor has a very strong meaning um, in my life. And the expression, let health be your anchor, is something mm. that I often say to myself. Yeah. And you know, I'm saying to people out there, if you're going through a tough time, if tough if you if everything's fine now and tough times befall you in the future, please just repeat to yourself on a daily basis, you know, let health be your anchor. Nice. Let health be your anchor and double down. I like it. And stay tuned for the next podcast episode, which yeah. is going to be about health is a habit. Love it. You are what you repeatedly do. Fit and health people don't follow plans. They have habits that they repeat day in and day out. And I think this podcast will help you let health be your anchor. <laughs>